What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the City of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's royal visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. Hey, it's Enrico Palazzo! What's up, everybody? How you doing? Mikey Virginia here, Britton Allen on the Palazzo Podcast, two L's, two Z's, coming at you live this Thursday, September 14th. For those of you guys listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, what's up? And for those of you guys checking us out on YouTube, how's everybody doing, man? It's baseball season. It's football season. Britain couldn't come at a better time, man. It's just so a plethora of goodness coming from, from the baseball world. We got fantasy baseball playoffs finishing up. MLB playoffs are coming, college football, pro football. How you feeling, buddy? I'm feeling great. I love this time of year because football just started, and you're getting down to the nitty-gritty with baseball. And I know Mike V is excited. I know he's excited because Heston Kerstad got called up today, the lefty power bat from the University of or Kansas, I love Heston Kersad. I don't know about Whoopee. his playing time, but we'll talk. We'll talk about that later. And there's a Thursday night football game going on. But Mike V, I know you're into fantasy baseball, but you know what I say about fantasy football. I mean, I know you do a lot of fantasy, but I say fuck fantasy football. Fuck oh. it in the <laughs> face, Mike V. In the face. In the face. Real quick. I had the third overall t- pick, fifteen or twelve team redraft, one hundred and fifty dollar entry fee. I get the third overall pick, Christian McCaffrey. I'm doing great. He's got one hundred and fifty five yards. Chris Olave. I had Tua. I'm riding high Sunday, Mike. High as a kite. It's four twenty in my neighborhood, man. And then, and then I look at uh, the my opposing team. Guy going into Sunday night, he's got the Dallas defense, and this guy auto drafted right. And I'm like, "Are you effing kidding me? <laughs> that how our scoring works? That defense scored literally seven touchdowns." I'm like, 
it's like having Peyton Manning from 2004 on your team with Reggie <laughs> Wayne and Mar Marvin Harrison, Dallas defense. But I was still ahead, Mike. I was still ahead. And then going into Monday night football, he had Stefan Diggs. I had James Cook. It was like a 52-48 projection. Oh, man. Yeah. And then I had to watch as little sniveling Stefan Diggs after every play went up, he's like, Josh, don't be the ball. Don't be the Monday night. Don't be the ball. I, oh, I hate Stefan Diggs. You know, you know how this story ended, right, Mike? Yeah. So yeah. the team I played was the first in points. I was second in points of all the league. I'm in seventh place. Fuck you, uh, fantasy football. <laughs> I had a very similar story to that. So I had Dallas's defense. I was down by like 30-something points. They come up I put a curse on your Dallas defense house. <laughs> right, there you go. Well, hey, you know what? It's fantasy football <laughs> season, but it is still fantasy baseball season. For those of you guys checking us out on YouTube right now, please make sure that you like and subscribe to this video. We're on our quest to 1,000. Make sure you're following me, MKB Fantasy, on Twitter, a.k.a. X. Make sure you're following Britton over here, at Britton Allen, two Ts, two Ls. Make sure that you guys do that. Uh, and then also making sure that you leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and write us a review. Shit. We're fun, guys. Right, Britton? I feel like people should be hanging out with us and talking Unless shit. Unless you're a Dallas fan, then you hate my guts. And frankly, <laughs> I deserve it. So yeah. all, and frankly, it's all good. And frankly, we don't care either, right? No so, one cares. <laughs> no one cares. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Well, hey, uh, Jamie says, uh, stop stop talking football on a baseball pod. Yeah, we're trying. We're fair trying. enough. Fair enough. Yes, let's move on, Mike. Yeah. Can, first, can we talk about Heston Kerstad for a minute? Yeah, I love man, this player. I know he's a Baltimore Oriole. He got called up. He's obviously uh, two weeks, two and a half weeks, whatever's left. He's yeah. the last big call up. The issue is playing time. But this is a legit power bat that I would love to take a shot on. Now, you've got the Baltimore outfield set, right? You've got Hayes, uh, Mullins, and uh, – oh, Mike, uh, I'm blanking – the, we got uh, Aaron Hicks, Ryan McKenna, uh, Santander. I'm so sorry. Santander, you know, yeah. here's what, so here's the thing about Hessen Kerstad, and I love him long term, but short term, it's kind of one of those deals. Okay, he's 24. He had some issues in minor leagues with a heart condition. Not, none of this is his fault. He's battled through it. So the Baltimore Orioles call him up because Ryan Mountcast looks like he may go on the IL. So they're like, okay, uh, Heston here's the parking lot where you, where you park, you're going to park here next year a lot. And then here's our analytic team. And here's the video guys where you go ask them for a video. And, you know, here's, here's some other, here's our rec room over here. And Anthony Santander plays foosball. Hey, Anthony. And Anthony looks over. He's like, shut the fuck up, rookie. Don't talk to me. And we're like, Oh, he's so funny. <laughs> okay. Anyway, Heston, you know, Hey, just get a taste of the good life because this is where you're going to be next year. But he may not get that much playing time, you know, based on like yeah. he can play first base. But O'Hearn is a lefty bat, too. And, you know, I don't know. But I, I, I love I love picking up Hessen Kerstad just in, uh, in general principle. Uh, what do you think, Mike? Yeah, totally agree, man. I'm a I, obviously if you guys have been watching the show at all this past season, this past fantasy baseball season, you'll know that I'm a huge Baltimore Orioles fan. The future is now. We have a great team. Hurston, 
Heston Kierstad is part of our future. You got Jackson Holiday in AAA who fastly moved through the minors. I'm excited for him. I'm with you 100%. I don't know how much playing time he's going to get. I think this was just a a depth move while Ryan Mountcastle kind of works through his shoulder injury. Ryan Mountcastle's uh, MRI did come back clean, which is great uh, for the for the playoffs. But in dynasty formats, and I know we got our our, our dynasty guru Benjamin Shea says, "Heck, one week of baseball is less than four percent of the fantasy season." Agreed, Ben. Um, shout out, Ben. Yeah, shout out, shout. Um, shout. I wish. <laughs> Anything you um, say, shout. Exactly. Uh, I am. Uh, I'm a huge fan. Um, I, w- I was hoping he'd get the call a little bit sooner, but hey, it is what it is for fantasy seasons this year. I don't know if he makes that big of an impact, but he is part of the future. So, um, but yeah, in dynasty formats, he should already be rostered. Um, you sh- everybody, sh- somebody should have him on their team. And if they're not, stop watching this. Well, don't stop watching it. Open up another browser. Go add him to your dynasty leagues, uh, and then come back here and thank Britton and I. Um, but yeah, it's fun. And there's been a lot of cool prospects that have gotten called up over the past couple of weeks. Jordan Lawler of the Arizona Diamondbacks got called called up, one of my favorite prospects. Um, and it's kind of been off and on, not a whole lot of success. But it's that point of the season now, Britain, where there's a lot of guys getting called up just to get their feet wet. Um, any Pico Armstrong was another guy Ben and I talked about a couple of weeks ago, about a month. But what are your thoughts on uh, some of the other rookies? Pico Armstrong, uh, Jordan Lawler, any of these guys that uh, can make an impact? later down the stretch or what are you, what's your outlook on them long-term long-term is great. The, these are bright shining superstars. These are like, uh, you know, in the Lord of the Rings, when the lady gave uh, Frodo that thing that lights up, <laughs> you know, with yep. the, with the scary looking spider thing, that's mm-hmm. what these guys are. Okay. <laughs> now, but as Ben, uh, general Ben said, like, there's only two weeks left. It's it's like a Mike Trout, you know, uh, call up uh, when he was a rookie. It's like they're not going to make a big impact right now. Um, but it's really fun and it's really cool. And their names to know, get to know, like every like Jordan Lawler, uh, Heston Kerstad. He's not as well known as Pico Armstrong. I mean, everybody right. knows that his mom was in the movie with the kid and the thing like that's all that, but he's actually a really good player. Any place for the Cubs, which is one of the yeah. highest profile teams in the MLB. So congratulations. Yep. It's just kind of a get to know you type situation. Kind of like Mike, when you go out on dates, you know, you, you don't go for dinner, Mike, you, you go for the drinks first. And oh, yeah, that's, th- this, yeah. is the, this is the drinks set portion of getting to know these these players you're going to invite them for dinner next year or or this year when you're drafting them you know that's that's when you're you're going to really get to know these players but for me like in my teams you know the most important thing is like in the past two in the in the last two weeks of the season like where my teams are what really can move the needle like move you a couple spots up or down is like ERA and whip, right? Because uh, even after all these innings, and we're talking 15, 1600 innings, totally get it. But if you, if you, if your opponent has a couple bad outings, like Logan Gilbert, seven earned runs in, you know, five innings or whatever it is, like a, a couple of those can move you down hundreds of a decimal point but if you're staying strong and keep grinding and streaming with Robert Stevenson, you know, you know, some middle reliever that can help you move up, it makes a big difference. So 
I don't really, I, you know, I don't focus so much on the hitters as uh, I, I do the the pitchers because you can live, you can, you can like there, there in one league, I looked at it and I'm not a math guy. I don't like math I, I, to be perfectly <laughs> blunt. I don't, I've never met an Excel spreadsheet that I can look at and not get angry at, but, <laughs> but I mean, like there's one league where between 3.45 and 3.55, they're like six teams, you know, right. and that can change with a couple bad and on the flip side, a couple good. So yep. long, long story short, you know, obviously it's, it's the time to look at ratios and everything you need, stuff like that. But I don't, Mike, like t- tell me what, what you think, like in your leagues, uh, you're looking at, you know, the five by five, or are you in your points league just going, I'm playing every pitcher, you know, two starts regardless of the matchups. Yeah, it's, it's it's actually a good 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 question, and I get I got this question a lot on Twitter this past week. Is some of these some of the folks that are still left and and asking questions and following us, I assume, are in their in their fantasy baseball playoffs, getting ready for the championships coming up. I know that I'm in the semifinals right now in my home league, getting smoked right now, which kind of sucks. Um, but uh, there's still plenty of baseball left between tonight and through the end of the week, and it's a it's a um, head to head categories league. Uh, we've had this league for so many years, and the guy who's beaten me has been notoriously in the bottom uh, of, of our league for so many years and he's crushing it this year. So kudos if you're listening, I won't mention his name for privacy reasons, but um, kudos to you, my man. I hope uh, you finish out the week strong, but I'm coming for you. But to answer your question, Britton uh, with pitchers and especially in, in categories leagues, really just even hitters too. Um, which we'll get into a couple of questions here in a second. Um, we're at the point now where I think you can move on from these fringe worthy starters, right? Or even guys that may not be producing as well and play the matchups. If you're not playing in a dynasty format, you're not playing any type of keeper league, right? You can move on from these guys quick because guess what? There's only a couple teams that are playing against you anyways, right? So move on, play the matchups, look for guys that have good ratios like you had mentioned, right? Stevenson, obviously a good guy for, uh, that, that can help you out with Ks, right? This is the type of this type of a point in the season where, again, these things matter and you can lose if you're just sitting on somebody hoping for – the next week, it's kind of like how it is in real baseball. If you're playing in a head-to-head categories league and you need to get to the championship, I'm maybe fine with dropping a guy like Ryan Mountcastle to add a pitcher uh, to help you win some of those categories or to get you some more points, right? And everyone's yes. like, nobody would say, oh, "Damn it, you know, don't drop him yet." We don't know about the set. Yes, you can drop him now, right? Go out and get somebody else to help you win your leagues. So. Um, I do want to get into a question real quick as it kind of feeds into this. Uh, Jamie asks, I do have a question for you guys. I have Ryan Pepio. That's uh, Britain's boy. in my oh, yeah. Is he worth it for the rest of the season? And last question, I have India. Do we drop him or get him in the lineup? So I actually got a lot of Jonathan India questions on, uh, on Twitter this past week, but uh, Britain, I'm going to kick it over to you here. Let's, let's address his first question. What are you doing with Ryan Pepio and his NA spot? Are you keeping him? Or are you moving on trying to find somebody else? I'm keeping Ryan Pepio. I, I know he had a little bit of a rough, rough start. I think he gave up four earned runs his last start. But his next start, I believe, is Detroit. I I, I believe in Ryan Pepio, a.k.a. Piss Missile. I think uh, Mike V called him. Uh, and you don't want to leave a urine-stained mattress on the ground. You want to get Ryan Pepio. He's the real deal. He's the kind of guy that can actually, because he's kind of fresh, right? He's not yeah. like 
like Scherzer, God bless you, Scherzer. Draw. I mean, obviously there are certain injured guys that you you drop, but the guys to get are like Ryan Pepio that actually have the chance because they only have what three, five, four, five starts on his, uh, you know, on his arm in the major league. Yeah. He's the kind of guy that can go, you know, seven, eight, nine innings, and and boom, you know, make it make a real difference. So yeah, so I'm all in on Ryan Pepio, especially since he got a little bit. He he wasn't perfect last time. He was good, but he wasn't perfect. So yeah, somebody maybe would maybe will maybe will drop him, go snatch him up because uh, he's got a good next start. Well, and that's a good point too. And the the biggest part about this question is that he's sitting in his NA spot. So um, if you need to move him out of your NA spot and you need to drop somebody, then we're going to be in a little bit of a pickle here, Jamie. But yeah, I'm with Britain. I like keeping Ryan Pepio. The team context um, is is obviously great. Uh, ben actually says, um, sorry, and teams don't have a great book on Pepio. Uh, likely won't be before end of season. Do you are you saying that Brian Pepio won't get another start, Ben? I just want to clarify. Um, but I'm keeping him in that spot. Going back to Jamie's question here, and keeping him in the NA spot if you're able to. In regards to Jonathan India, um, that that's a tough one too. If you have him in like an IL spot, or if you're you're you need to get you need a second baseman. Yeah, Jonathan India is a guy that you can add. That team, that ballpark is obviously good to. to to uh hidden as well so in cincinnati that lineup is is young and kind of fell off towards the end of the season here but i like jonathan india i think you need to get him in your lineup but don't be afraid to quickly pivot and get somebody else in there if he's not producing you can go out and get a guy that have uh that that's hitting well for you uh ben says the the love of jonathan india is real you know oh yeah baby and i get it University of Florida, he looks like a mini Anthony Rendon before Rendon got all his money and all angry and mean at people and talking nasty smack. But here's a, here's a guy, if you want a second baseman, go get Willie Castro. Two L's, Ooh, two I's. He's second base, third base outfield. He's on a heater. Last seven games, batting three uh, over 300, stolen bases, home runs. Oh, oh, ooh, Mike V. I've yep. got a. I, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I've got a Go trivia ahead. question for you. Ooh, are you ready for some Willie Castro trivia? Let's hear it, baby. You you never thought you would hear those words. No, he never. has 31 stolen bases this season. Did you know he had 31 stolen bases this season? Willie Castro for the Minnesota not. Twins. I think he was part of our stolen. We did the uh, family feud, uh, and he was the one guy that Gove and I didn't get uh, in the stolen base uh, leaders. Uh, I know he was in the. Tw- I thought he was in the twenties. I did not realize he was in the thirties yet. But that's crazy. You you busted me. I I was going to do uh, uh, not family feud rules, but uh, prices right rules. I was going to say, can can you tell me where he ranks in not AL or NL? MLB where he ranks on the on the uh stolen base list. Okay, so you know, let's say let's say five well five maybe two. Let's say three you know r- spots. And if you go over then you lose and Bob's going to take his little microphone and come over to you and say, "Oh, so sorry. So good to see you. Enjoy your prizes." You know? All right, yeah. so Willie Castro, 31 stolen bases in the major leagues, NL and AL in the major leagues. Where does he rank on the stolen base list? 
closest to a dollar without going over, right? Isn't that how it Correct. works? Correct. R.I.P. Bob Barker. R.I.P. Bob Barker. He died at 99 years old in Switzerland. Hell yeah, he did. Of course he did. That's you a know, Bob he's Barker not, thing He's not going to die in R, Kansas. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go... <sighs> Let's see. When we talked earlier, he was number five in the AL. So I got to believe he's in the top 10 somewhere, probably in the middle tier ranges. I'm going to go number six in the league in stolen bases. Mike V, that is so aggressive. Uh, incorrect. Nico Horner oh. is six with 40 stolen bases. Damn, I didn't realize he had 40 either. Holy shit. Willie Castro is ninth on the list with 31. Ah. But you did say plus ba, or minus three, ba, but, right? Well, but I went over. Oh, no, no you went under, I guess. I'm, no, you went oh, yeah, over. I, yeah, over. yeah. My, yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry, Mike. I, you under, it's, it's bad when you understand the rules better than I do. <laughs> so I guess you win, actually. <laughs> knowing, right, know, yeah. knowing the rules is the key to life. We just figured that out, and I don't know the rules. Hey, right, so I went Ronald Acuna, obviously number one with yeah. 66, Route 66. Is Perez and number with two? Or Ruiz, sorry. Ruiz, Ruiz correct, Ruiz. with 58. Yeah. Corbin Carroll, Bobby Witt, C.J. Abrams. Put him on, put C.J. Abrams on the list next year to draft in the sixth, seventh, eighth round. Love him. Um, because... He was a top prospect when he first got called up with the uh, Padres, I believe. It looked like they could hit the uh, the pitchers could hit the bat out of his hand, but man, he's really blossomed. Yeah. C.J. Abrams, well, uh, I I really like him. I do too, and I actually have a good question for you since we're talking about stolen bases. And for those of you guys watching, thank you so much. Uh, plots of podcast, two L's, two Z's. Follow me, MKB Fantasy at Britain at Britain Allen on Twitter, aka X. Make sure you like and subscribe to the YouTube channel, uh, and five star review us on Apple and Spotify. I do want to ask this question real quick to you, uh, uh, Britain, because um, I know with all the new rules that have been in place, and since we're talking about stolen bases, and for those of you guys who may be out of it now um, and looking forward to next year. Um, how are you approaching stolen bases next year with the bases being big and the throwing over so many times? Like, is this, I know we were all chasing saves before these rules, but now I feel like everyone's stealing bases. So does that water down stolen bases where maybe you can wait on stolen bases later in rounds? Or are you still targeting some of those elite base dealers that are in the forties, fifties, sixties? That's a great question. I feel like it's same as the ever, as it ever was with stolen bases at some point, like, you can, if, if you're drafting, you can get Austin Riley or, you know, uh, Rafael Devers or Freddie Freeman. So to anchor certain categories, but at some point you're going to have to look down and hope you get like a CJ Abrams or Ha Seung Kim, who has not gotten anywhere near the love. He is a third year player. Uh, he's not a third year player. He's been three years in the MLB. He's broken out. He is yep. a love a, him. A, a 20 plus 20 plus player. Yep. And he's, and he's, he's, uh, anyway, I could go on and on about Hassan Kim, but, uh, but to your point, like there is absolutely nothing wrong with going like, you know, let's say, you know, you won't get Freddie Freeman at the 15th on, in a, in a DC in the first, but let's say like Freddie Freeman, and um, I don't know, 
you know, a pitcher and let's say Brandon Woodruff or something. And then the next round comes around and, you know, hopefully you get Ozzy Albies or, you know, something like that, like a, a, a good five category player. But then, you know, is it really all that? Like, are you going to go focus on like Estuary Ruiz, like at the end of the draft? Because there's going to be somebody that's focusing on power and then the the the, the power RBI, you know, uh, th- those kind of guys. And then you got to worry about speed later and hope that you get, you know, like I used to do this too. I would be like, I'm going to get Jorge Mateo later and just hope for the best. You know, right. It's one of those deals. So it's all about balance, but it's also so much about luck and team context Agreed. and th- things of that nature. And it's just how it falls to you, you know. And then, like, you can have the best – it's like uh, Mike Tyson used to say, everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the face. And you can have the best strategy in the world, but then, you know – uh, Shohei Otani gets hurt and that player's gone and you got to, you know, reevaluate. So it's all yeah. just on the fly, but that's kind of what makes it fun. Like, what do you think? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, I, I've never been a guy who targets uh, like a one trick pony, like somebody like Esther Ruiz. Obviously the team context is already not good, but I'm with you on terms of targeting guys like Hassan Kim, or maybe even a CJ Abrams later in drafts, because those guys are going to be able to get you more than just the stolen bases. Unlike a guy like Esther Ruiz, um, Billy, Ham- remember Billy Hamilton, like people were drafting him thinking he was going to be this elite base dealer and, you know, he was, he, he, yeah, he had a couple 50, 50 plus stolen bases and he was yeah. a good defender and he had jacked up teeth yep. and he, he was, you know, running around like nuts, couldn't hit worth a, a darn, but nope. It's hard know. to steal that many bases or break the base, stolen base record when you can't get on base, but um, yeah. he still got 50. I mean, the guy was a stud Al- Alberto Mondesi, right? That guy was a stud for a little oh, bit with stolen bases. Man, so that's a sore, sore spot right there. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's putting the, I drafted Mondesi in, in, in some leagues, Mike. I, I don't know if we need to talk about it. I can put a name tag on and be like, look, my name's Britain. And uh, <laughs> yeah. I still draft uh, Alberto Mondesi. <laughs> I thought his knee was going to be okay. And, no, because he's in his walk here. He's, he's on Mike. He's only 27 years old. I was like, he's in a walk here. He's he's got every uh, incentive in the world to figure it out with Boston and get back on the field. And that's not what happened. No. And and little spoiler alert for everybody. Uh, Alberto Mondesi will not be a Boston Red Sox next year. So he'll be playing for somebody else, unfortunately. But um, yeah, to answer the, my own question in short here, I think that the, the big thing with with targeting guys who who only give you really one category or really one stat um, don't get me wrong. I think Ruiz should probably be owned in, in, in leagues, but at the same time too, I'm staying away from guys like that and try to target guys that give me two to three cats. Um, as a, and obviously I would love a five by five guy, but you know, if you can give me two to three stats, you're more valuable on my team. So moving on real quick, I did want to, I did want to kind of piggyback off of last time that we did our show. And when we were, it was me, you and Govia, and we were talking about, you know, what we learned from this Ciao. season yeah, exactly. Shout. Sorry. Um, yeah, it's all good. Um, uh, I did want to talk about some things that maybe, and I, because I feel like we got a little rushed towards the end there, and I do want to take some time to talk about what are some things that you learned from this fantasy baseball season that maybe that you'll be taking into next draft season, or really just really how you're going to be approaching the season as a whole um, next year. 
Uh, that, that's a fantastic question. The things I've learned this year is not to get too focused on um, one player and to try to like uh, for, for me, like I love uh, NFBC style draft and hold leagues. So yeah, I have several draft and hold leagues where I picked or somehow ended up one, two, three, and I have Ronald Acuna Jr. on that team. And on those teams, shock, Mike V, I'm doing pretty good. You know, top, have to be. top five out of 15. Yeah. Uh, other teams, you know, where I, 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 you know, I picked like ninth. Now, some of those teams, I have Kyle Tucker doing pretty good. So it's just kind of one of those things where I think I'm learning that, um, like the players that you pick in the first round, like set the tone, no matter where you pick, set the tone of your entire, like entire draft, all 50 rounds. Because if I think it's so important, like if you picked Ronald Acuna, now he was coming off an injury, but a lot of people pick Trey Turner first. And I know Trey Turner has had the turnaround pun intended did you see that i mean that's uh, i should be like a broadcaster (laughs) so trey turner has literally had the best month of like any player in the past 50 years so i get it but he was picked over ronald acuna and he was yep he was he was picked over kyle tucker and several and several and yes he's had a a resurgence after that ovation thing that they did in Mm -hmm. philly and shout out to you philly for uh possibly i've never been to mike uh you're kind of in the uh East Coast. Have you ever been to a Philadelphia Phillies game? I have not. Uh, I've been to an Eagles game, but I've not been to a Phillies game. So you are a brave man, sir, going to a Philadelphia. What were you? Aren't you a Redskins fan? Or no, or, I'm a Ra- Ra- Raven Ravens fan. Ravens. Oh, even even yeah. even crazier. I'm lucky. Mm-hmm. You're lucky to be alive, my friend. <laughs> but yeah. So, but the Phillies like whole atmosphere looks good. So yeah, yeah I don't. I don't know. I, it's also on teams I drafted uh, Bryce Harper. I wish I hadn't have done that um, because, like, injured players, it never works out the way you want it to. Well, and I feel so. like a lot of guys were, especially with Harper, I feel like a lot of people were, were thinking they got, like, it got him at a discount. And I know he was kind of hot and cold when he came back. And I'd, I'd say he's obviously not the guy that we're all accustomed to. And I think, you know, he's still – I think he came back a little too soon and and i i give the guy all the credit in the world i know a lot of people kind of don't like bryce harper um i love him i think he's an athlete i love the fact that he wants to be on the field and help his team win but yeah um and that's a good call too is in terms of anchoring anchoring your team right i get really bogged down in um hitters really really quick in category leagues because i always i always say this to myself i'll never be reaching for a guy like garrett cole or reaching for a guy like you know Spencer Strider. And it's not the fact that I don't want them on my teams. Of course I want them on my teams. Their draft prices for me are just extremely high for a guy that only pitches once every five days. And then the injury concerns with elbows and shoulders and things like that. And it's just, it sucks. So Hey, keep your eyes on the road. This is the Palazzo Podcast. We'll be right back after these pointless messages. I think this is a great, great point you're bringing up because this is this goes to the heart 
whether you're in, well, maybe points is different because you're always going to focus on pitchers. But yeah. if you're in any type of roto league, no matter if it's 10 team or 15 or whatever, if you're in the first round, at some point, every player has to make a decision. Do mm-hmm. I want Garrett Cole at the six or seven spot with 200 Ks and a 3.2 ERA and a 1.2 whip on my team? Or do I want Freddie Freeman or Kyle Tucker or a stud, stud hitter? So everybody has to make that decision. Do they want to go for the ace? Now, most of us do hitters. Um, And then, you know, like Spencer Strider, he wasn't drafted in the first round in most drafts this year. I mean, it was, it was second round, but if you drafted Spencer Strider in the second round, thanks. You know, it's, it's looking good. I mean, he plays for the Braves and all that kind of stuff. So those are the decisions that you make. Did anything happen this year, Mike, that would change your philosophy going, you know, hitter pitcher or hitter hitter pitcher because yeah. I typically would go hitter, hitter, closer, and then look for a Max Freed or a Julio Urias, you know, RIP on uh, yeah. not RIP, not RIP, just see you never. His career, his career's gone. So yes, RIP. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. yeah. For, 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 forget your name. But yeah. you know what I mean? Like in that fifth spot, yeah, uh, or that fifth round, like you know, you know, Max Freed and like a Oh, who, who's going in the fifth? That that's kind of in that area, but maybe you, a Luis you, you Castillo know. or something. Oh, like Luis, that. oh man, that's great. Luis Castillo is an ace, and you, he was yeah. going in the fifth or sixth round because, yeah, you know. So anyway, long story short, does My anything that happen this year change your philosophy? I'm, it I'm, does, I'm, it does. I think I'm doing pitchers from here on out. I, I almost have to, and I'm so glad you brought that up too, because I was talking to a buddy in my league about this as well. As I usually go in the first, and I play, I'm mainly a categories guy. I play in a couple points leagues, but I mainly play categories um, in some roto. But I mainly play categories, and my strategy in category leagues are to draft hitter. I want I want an elite squad of hitters, my first three picks, and then I'll wait on pitcher for the fourth and fifth round. I'll make a run at those guys, maybe a closer, whatever it may be. But my tune has changed simply because of the fact of how up and down. St- I feel like this has been a crazy-ass year for starting pitching, um, and there just hasn't been a whole lot of reliability. So getting guys who can anchor your staff that can really – level out your ratios guys who are going to get you those K's and help you win those categories, play on good teams, whatever it may be. I feel like are even 10 times more important because there's a huge drop off from guys like Spencer Strider, Garrett Cole. I'm not saying that these guys aren't good, but those are your elite starting pitchers that you want to have anchor your, your teams or your starting or your rotations and, and, and fantasy baseball. So um, I, I'm sitting here saying this now, but when come draft day, when I'm actually in the draft room and I'm actually going to select a player, like you said, we all have decisions to make. Like I normally want to go here, but shit, I remember talking about it on the Palazzo podcast on mm-hmm. September 14th last year. Am I really going to take a guy like Garrett Cole here or Spencer Strider in the first round? Uh, give me the hitter. <laughs> I might do that, but I, I, no I, I seriously need to, to consider changing it up a little bit because I do think that starting pitching is, is so volatile from just this year going into next season. You got to have a plan 
just like you do with closers, you want to have somebody who can anchor your staff. So uh, to answer your question in short, yeah, I'm, I'm strongly considering my strategy. I'm starting to I'm starting to get that that old guy feeling like you kids turn turn that noise <laughs> down. What is that nir, Nirvana? Like turn <laughs> turn that down. Yeah. You know, I used to make fun of those guys, but now I'm, I'm yeah. starting to think like, yeah, I, I kind of want Garrett Cole. <laughs> I so kinda, do I. Yeah. I kind of want 200 innings with a three whatever ERA and 200 yep. strikeouts because I ain't getting that later. So I, the way I kind of think about it, Mike V, and let me get your opinion on it too. So I'm kind of yeah. thinking like, all right, so like Dylan Cease was really awesome last year, not so great this year. No. So I kind of want to buy on on the bounce back. I kind of want the guys that were successful, not this year, but the year before, and then yeah. had kind of down years because how the laws of of averages work. And I, I learned this in economics class. I don't know if uh, – I, actually, I didn't go to that class. I got a D in it. But anyway, <laughs> I, I looked at the book in college, and it's like – it had graphs. And I'm like, all right. So, like, the guys that had big innings, like Cease, Lance Lynn, yeah. uh, you know, uh, players that had big innings. And Strider kind of bucked that trend a little bit because he had had bidding, big, you know, 200 innings before – I'm yeah. kind of looking at the guys that came up like I think great values are going to be the younger guys that are strikeout artists that you can get later, Agreed. like Gavin Williams, that have the stuff that don't have the baggage that like DeGrom, Scherzer, Verlander, you know, no offense yeah. to any of those guys or Lynn or uh, e even Cease, who's a young man, but it's like. Those are the guys to to target is like Gavin Williams, Cole Reagans, kind of like a I kind of like Clark Schmidt for the Yankees. Like there are players that have stuff like Michael King for the Yankees, not to get all Yankee yeah. on you. But like there are players that have stuff that don't have the the mileage on their body like I do. When I went to tie my <laughs> shoes the other day, Mike, here's what happened. I went, oh. <laughs> and i go i'm 46 why did that hurt so much right right i just wanted to tie my shoe right so now uh, i'm now now you're talking me off my stride talking me off my ledge here because i agree with that take i love that call you know you can get guys later in drafts some of these younger guys that probably will be kind of like freeing you know leaving the nest free bird you know go out there and throw your innings right guys like gavin williams tanner bybee um, you know, oh, dude, Bybee is a target. Mike V let's make a, a blood pact. I don't know if that's uh legal or anything, but high let's five make through, a, the, through the camera. Here. <laughs> high five. Let's do a pack. Tyler Bybee is going to be on every single team. I draft next year Same. or this year, later this year, every single one he's young and you know, stuff happens. It's like Rasmussen and uh, Jeff Springs this year, yeah. like, Stuff happens, but still, you know, you got to put yourself in a position to hope for good things, you know? Yeah. So and to your, the, to your, to your point, you know, even guys like Grayson Rodriguez, who didn't get, yeah. who, who's not going to touch a whole lot of innings this year, but he's still got that pedigree that we're all waiting for this ACE to kind of blossom and bloom. He's got the, the stuff and he's on the right team. And, yeah. And, and Adley Rutschman is calling, calling plays. Yeah. A hundred. Grayson Rodriguez is a guy to reach on 
and Bradish, yeah. I think, is great. You know who else is at the top of the wins? Uh, you you already know. It's my guy, Kyle. My guy, Kyle Gibson with ear to Kyle Gibson. syndrome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Man, he's don't you you cannot you cannot be not nice to Kyle Gibson. That guy is out there toughing it out, and he's yeah. got that. Pay, he's not as cute as those other guys, Mike V. Nope. You, but that's not why you shouldn't like him because he's out there grinding out and he's so boring and uninteresting. But he's eating those innings, man. Yeah, and it's a good point too. Is is and I'm so glad you brought that up because I think it's also worth noting, especially in in playoff season or as we start making playoff pushes. I think it's something to be said. Or something I learned a lot in leagues this year is. Having one of those spots on your team, whether it's one or two, where you can quickly move on from guys and and ride that wave, that worked really well for me this year, and I was really happy about that. Don't get me wrong. Some of these guys, it's like don't shit at the wall and see what sticks, right? It's yeah. one of those things, too, where, again, I picked up Hassan Kim. This guy was going in like ADP two thir- pick 230. He was available in my league. You, like, you know what? I need a second baseman right now. I'll pick him up. And he's been on my team, and he's been killing it. And then there's been other times where I'm picking up guys earlier on in the season, like Jack Sawinski, Nick Senzel, you know, ride these hot streaks out. And then I can use that spot to pivot and pick a starter starting pitcher for a stream that gets the A's or, you know, somebody really shitty that I can throw in there to get me a win and maybe a couple of K's. Right. Yeah. Um, especially if you have limited roster moves, I know you play in a couple of DCs you know, drafting olds too. So maybe it's a little bit different for on your end, but especially in redraft formats, and you can move on, and especially if you have some spots to work with within the week. Some leagues have roster uh, or transaction limits throughout the week. Um, I think it's cool to be able to pivot and find spots where you can say, hey, I like this guy's matchup, or I like these guys' hitter matchups for the week. If you guys have been following me, I, I, I wrote those in my articles and on my tweets. Those are important things to know as you go into the next week of who can I add that's a hot two has a good matchup and three, I can move on from really, really quick if they shit the bed or they just flame out. So any thoughts on that? I mean, do you, do you, do you like Lee? I know you playing a lot of drafting holes, but what's your, what are your thoughts on that? All right. So I'm, I'm in a league right now. It's a fastest finger league. It's a money league. I, I happen to be in first because luckily I got one of that. I got Ronald Acuna and it, you know, and all that kind of stuff. But so my goal, like I'm, with only these many weeks left, I am dropping like I dropped Jazz Chisholm Jr. today. He's got yep. a knee injury. I'm like, maybe he's fine, maybe he isn't. I don't care. Yep. I'm I'm, I'm picking up Willie Castro or Tommy Pham or uh the 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 guy from uh the Red Sox, Sedane Raffaella. Like I want yeah. I want hot now. I don't Bingo. I don't care about your name. I don't care about any of that. If you have a knee injury and you're and I love you, Jazz. Uh dude, you're awesome. I, I wish you the best. But you're gonna be out for a couple of days. That that doesn't help me now. And uh Mike V, we've talked about this religiously, but let's keep religion keep going. The cores field effect yes. is in legitimacy the over unders in vegas the lowest one i've seen is 10 and a half that doesn't happen anywhere else there is one place that happens not philadelphia not in any not cincinnati not in any of these hitter parks it only happens in cores and there are great cores 
hitters still available. Elias Montero, Montero. Yep. first third base eligible. He's hot. Um, you know, look at your corner, look at your first, look at your third, look at your utility. He's hot. Go pick him up. Chris Bryant, Chris with the K, Mr. Blue Eyes. He uh, has just been, um, not just been, it's been about a week, but still there may be some teams sleeping on it. He's back and he's playing every day because they gave him that big contract. It, yep. it, you know, if you're in a 12 team league, go look and see if, if Chris Mines on the wa- waiver wire, he's going to play this season out and seven yep. home games at home to finish the season. Chris Bryant, Elias Montero. I love Hunter Goodman. He's also a uh, uh, catcher eligible. Go take a look at these guys because you're, leave, you're leaving out my boy, Britton. Hold on. Don't tell me uh, your boy is it. If you say Brendan Rogers, I'm going to have to get off the. Uh, okay. Nope, no, not um, Brendan Rogers. Okay. Um, Come on. So, okay. Charlie Blackman hits first. Chris mm-hmm. Bryant hits second. Um, Ryan McMahon hits third. This is all top yet. of my head. Yeah. Okay. Outfield. Uh, outfield. Brandon Rogers. Oh, outfield. Okay. Um, the the outfielder. also first base also first base eligible as well. Oh, Nolan Jones. Oh, that's not even a question, man. That's not even a question. That guy should have been <laughs> off the waiver wires like a month ago. That, see, that's not even in contention. That we that, we I, talked I about it. I don't deserve being disqualified. Like that, there's no way that guy's on your waiver wire. I don't no. care what in, in we, eight team eight team league. There's no way that guy's any 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 time that so we can good. talk. He's yeah. so good. Anytime that we can talk about the Colorado Rockies, we have to talk about Nolan Jones. Just like you're going to have so many shares of um, of uh, Gavin Williams and Tanner Bybee on your league next year and your teams next year, Nolan Jones is going to be a guy that I'm going to be targeting heavily for the reason that you just mentioned, the Coors Field effect, right? This guy can steal bases. This guy can hit. He plays half his games in, in Colorado. I love him. I, I hope his draft price is not super high. Maybe some people are kind of still kind of sleeping on him because he's, you know, the Colorado, Colorado. Rocky. Yeah. But he's a guy I'm going to be heavily invested in next year. Um, but he's, ben, the, I, he's the guy. Like, we all love Nolan Arnato. Yeah. All right. We all love Nolan. He's the Arnato. next Nolan. He's the next. He's the next guy. Yeah. Like, uh, hey, Mike V, five, not maybe not five years, four years from now. Nolan Jones is going to get a huge contract from the Dodgers or something. When, probably whenever right. his rookie contract runs out for Colorado, yep. right? He's yep. not going to be in. He's too good for that. Nolan Jones, first base outfield is legit. He's one of my favorite players. Yep. He plays in Colorado, uh, you know, redraft. He's one of the the next redraft guys that, that under kind of under the radar guys to hit. Nolan Jones for the Rockies. Love it. Yeah. He's my he's probably gonna be my number one tar- hitter target for next year. Him and Hassan Kim. Love those guys. Uh Benjamin Chase says another lesson. Guys like Wade Miley and Charlie Mar- Morton on good pitching organizations who are amazing fours in fantasy. Totally agree with that. Um, I love I love guys like that. And usually I mean, Wade Miley's been like like it's so weird. I feel like he has these up and down seasons, but he's playing for the freaking Brewers, who just like like the Dodgers just turned shit into gold. And he pitched for us for a while, Wade Miley, uh, and did nothing for us, unfortunately. But 
Anyway, Wade Miley, Wade Miley reminds me of like the Mario from the Super Mario Brothers, you know, like <laughs> yeah. the Nintendo stuff. Like if Super Mario had a beard, like that's Wade Miley. That's Wade like Miley. He's, he's punching. He's he, he's punching the question marks into things, and yep, you know, it, yep. I, Wade Miley is a true ball player. Like he's not a pitcher. I mean, technically, he's a pitcher. He's not a pitcher. He's not a hitter. He's a ball Wade, thrower. Wade Miley is a ball player. He plays mm-hmm. ball and he spits dip into a cup. And, you know, he will, you know, will drag a bulldozer through a, a, a wall like that. That's Wade Miley. <laughs> that's so Wade Miley. Yep. Shout out to him. Yeah. I, I, I love the, the Mario reference. I thought was, that's, that's, that's doesn't he look like Mario? Like he does. Yeah. If you gave him a beard, he'd be Mario with the Cincinnati reds. Like he, he had a no hitter or something, something great. And he had a, he had a tattoo on his arm and it was a removable tattoo. Do you remember? Please tell me it's Mario. It it wasn't Mario. It was like a dinosaur (laughs) or something. It wasn't Yoshi, but and then after yeah. the game, they they asked him about it, and he said that uh, he, this is Wade Miley, but back when he um, pitched for the Reds, he's he's pitched for everybody at this point. But he was yeah. pitching for the Reds, and he was like, "My son gave me this and told me I would power up." And I was like, and it was on his left, you know. Oh, cool. I was like, I'm like, I'm on your I'm on your team, dude. That's awesome. Yeah, that's cool. I wish the best for Wade Miley. Yeah. Uh, Palazzo podcast, two L's, two Z's. Thank you guys for much for, uh, for engaging with us in the live chat. Um, and I know that especially given at this point, Britain in the season, there's a lot of guys who have lost interest and gals who have lost interest in the fantasy baseball world, uh, just simply because they're out of it. Baseball season's coming to an end. The new shiny toy draft season came around with fantasy football, college football starts, but you know, uh, I did want to take a minute and 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 uh, and shout out, you know, for most of you guys who who know um, or who may not know, this is my first year in the fantasy baseball space. I actually got started on this podcast with Michael Govier for all of thirty minutes when he had his big opening day playoff show or um, opening day kickoff show. Sorry, it's been a long day, um, and I, I I cannot be more grateful for all the people that I've met in this space, Britain, including yourself, Michael. Benjamin Chase, everybody at Palazzo, Sam. I mean, there's so many great minds and so many great people in the fantasy baseball space that that's the reason why I love fantasy baseball so much is because unlike fantasy football, and I'm not saying fantasy football is not this way, uh, but it, baseball it 100% is- isn't this way, by the way. Yeah. Okay. Now, Mike B right. won't say that, but I'm not in this space, <laughs> but I know things because I hear things. Yeah. And I I, I will say, my name is Britt Allen. It's 100% not like this. It's yeah. the opposite. But Yeah. And that's anyway, part of the sorry. reason why I like that's part of the reason why I like it so much is because fantasy baseball is one of those things where I feel like there's so many great people that you can connect with, have differing opinions on. It's a, it's fantasy baseball, uh, football on steroids is 162 freaking games. Like give me that every single day of the week and twice on Sundays, baby. I mean, I love fantasy baseball so much, not only because of the sport, but how many, how welcoming everybody has been since I've been in this space. So I do want to give a shout out to you, Govier, Ben, Sam, everybody on, on at Palazzo and then everybody on Twitter. Um, there's way too many to name. I'll probably be doing here in a little bit, but um, it sounds like you're saying goodbye. What's happening right here? No, no, no. I'm not saying goodbye. I'm just saying like I I made a leap to get. I'm not ready for a goodbye. Yeah, no, 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 I'm not no, ready no, for no. a goodbye, Ted. I'm not yeah, ready for I'm not, goodbye. I'm not going anywhere. Ted, uh, yeah, there you go. Um, I'm saying 
uh, I am 100% committed to this. I took a chance. I took to my said to myself, you know what? Give it a shot. See how it goes. Do a couple podcasts. See how you like it. And I could not have made a better decision. Uh, I love, love, love the fantasy baseball space. I'm so excited to continue this work moving forward um, and really helping Palazzo grow. And then like, obviously engaging with you guys. This has been so much freaking fun, man. I love it so much. And uh, you, you guys are a big part of that. So I want to say thank you to you as well, Britton. So, um, oh, you, Mike, Mike, they, it has been a, a blast getting to know you. And I, I know the blast thing is like kind of a can thing. I don't mean it like that. I, no, no, it's all good. You are great. I really enjoy talking to you about baseball. And I, you know, appreciate you, you know, doing this and, you know, giving us the opportunity to talk to each other about baseball and Michael yeah, Govier, of course, Palazzo, two L's, two Z's. And it, hey, hey, Mike V, can I tell you yeah. something? Please. Really funny. Cause I, I, I know, uh, Govier's probably not watching, but so my wife, her, her name's Sarah. And so sometimes I make Sarah, believe it or not, listen to the podcast that I'm on. And of course, Sarah, <laughs> she's like, oh, yes. God. <laughs> okay all right fine. shout out to my wife if you're watching because I do, did do, you make, do, do you make her or yes uh, and she probably pretends to be interested I, yeah, yeah i don't know yeah but that's 100 percent. yeah and, <laughs> and so after we listen to a, a podcast mike uh sarah and and now we're talking and i i said something and she goes and i was in the middle of saying it saying she goes shout and i was like <laughs> What's well, that? She goes, yeah. well, it's like, you know, it's like uh, your interactions with your friends are kind of like <laughs> us and interacting, except I'm going to interrupt you every time you start talking. Right. And I was like, well, that's not weird. That's not good. And she's like, shout, shout. I'm like, well, you better watch out because there may be a urine stained mattress. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I, uh, I like I said, I think you, I think you bring it so much. <laughs> you bring it so much with the content, man. In terms of just the entertainment value. Oh, Again, man. you're probably right. I mean, I haven't really dabbled too much in the fantasy football space. It's my first year in that space too. But, um, God, man, watch, like, out, watch out, man, watch out. Yeah. It's been super fun. And again, you know, not to mention too, I can't stress this enough for those of you guys who are listening later, but especially you guys watching us on on YouTube. I've always said this with with all fantasy sports is, you know, we're not we're not out here winning six for six championships every single time that we play. We learn on the fly just like everybody else does. You know, like, you know, there are things that come out of left field, no pun intended, that you're like, what the fuck? How the hell did this just happen? Right. Like these players come out of nowhere. or These players randomly suck, i.e. Trey Turner. Right. Like we're not immune to it. Right. Um, I would right. say because of the experience that we're in, we know how to pivot very, very quickly and still be successful. But it doesn't mean we're going out here going for six for six. So it's been my point being is I've learned from you guys so much in terms of just strategy, how you guys approach the game. Um, because, again, over 162 span versus 17 that you get with football. Right. It's a constant grind. And that's part of the reason why I like the sport so much. Um, shit. I even learned so much from even talking to you on this show, right. In terms of our strategies and approaches for next year. So, you know, it's one of those things too, where these things constantly change and evolve. And it's great to talk with great minds who one know the sport, no players, but really understand fantasy baseball as well. You know, and I'll say this in the show, it's like, you know, if you want a podcast to go listen to the spin rates and do all, you know, 
about this, that, and the other. There, there are places to do that. That's oh, yeah. not us. No, no. If you want to be entertained, and we're going to tell some funny jokes, but also love fantasy baseball, which we do. Like, I love fantasy baseball. It's weird. Like, I'm on a podcast, you know, at my house <laughs> because I love it. And I'm sure you do too. It's like, oh, yeah. it's fun, but it also is like, I, I'm not going to, you know, look at this guy's like rotating theme. Like I, you know, I don't know. Cedric Mullins. Okay. Sounds good. So, you know, there's, there's a place for everyone. So I know our place I think is great because, yeah. you know, we're, you know, skid chemistry and, it's fun that's it it's like no one cares if it's right or wrong there is no right or wrong it works out or it doesn't what the only thing matters is does it work like is it fun i think it's fun so oh yeah same here man like i think that's the reason why i like our show so much and why i gravitated gravitated towards palazzo i'd listen to it and yeah (laughs) and why i gravitated towards govier too because you guys are two of the most entertaining guys in, in 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 the business because it's not so dry like you had just mentioned right like i can't tell you how many times i've i've watched podcasts where guys talk yeah cedric mullins his yeah, spin rate that's that was a good pitch it should have been yeah. a cutter it was a right. sweeper like like damn it's like me man, to bed, man that's not going to help your life no put me to bed i like the entertainment that's- value i think we offer good nuggets of information to help people um, we're always here to answer questions, both me, Britton, Govier, every, Ben, everybody at Palazzo. But at the same time, too, we bring it from a knowledge base, but we also like it from an entertainment base. And I think that's what makes us different from most podcasts. I'm not answering questions. I'm not answering <laughs> any questions whatsoever <laughs> in, in, until someone answers me this question. Oh, boy. Here we go. Why did I end up with the second most points and I'm in seventh place because the Dallas defense <laughs> decided to end up with seven touchdowns, how my scoring works seven times seven is 49. That's ridiculous. Right. Yep. There, there yeah, is man. no God. Fine. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's the thing about fantasy football that sucks so much, dude, is because literally one, one, one it's day so of the entire, I, entire week. Kidding. Right. Yeah, what, what, one day of the entire week can ruin your entire fucking week. So, <laughs> you know, a, it's a dumb. Real, a, real, real quick, I know we need to end this. We're at, we're at 56 yeah. minutes, but Mike V, you are in the fantasy football game. You are mm-hmm. understanding everything. Yeah. Help me understand or get right with the fact that there's one guy in my league from 2003. I'm not going to mention his name. Yep. But for some reason, life has just opened up for him. And no matter what happens, he always gets the least amount of points against in the entire league. And he has a auto draft team. And somehow he makes two drop ads the entire year. You know why? He doesn't care. And yeah, he's winning your league. And yet his team is top three. Are there guys like that in your league? Because yes, there are there guys are. like that in my league. The difference between that and like we, my home league is extremely competitive. We talk so much shit. We have a group chat. Uh, it's guys that I grew up with. Shout out if anybody's watching. Um, love the guys to death. They're like brothers to me. Um, and this one guy, he's one of my best friends. Again, I won't mention names. Who's exactly that. We'll literally sit on his team. We play every time you make a move, you owe $5 to the, 
to the pot at the end of the year. I love it, man. A $5 drop ad. So you're not just drop yeah. adding stuff. Exactly. So it. at the end, at the end, yeah, that's a, we that's play a great league. Yeah. We play percentages. So first gets 70% of the pot. Uh, uh, second gets 20 and, and third gets 10%. So you can still make some money in here. But like you said, if you're listening and I, I'll, I'll mention his first name, Drew, if you're listening here, mm. um, shout. <laughs> we always, yeah, shout, shout I Drew. always say, yeah, fantasy football is one on the waiver wire, unfortunately. And if you're not making moves and pivoting and you're holding on to guys that just suck ass all year long just because you're too cheap to spend $5. and he's I'm going to drop Drake London for Zach Moss. <laughs> and there you, you can judge me. That's fine. But you know what? Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> right. I'm never going to know you or meet you. So, you right. know, whatever. Goodbye. Right. Yeah. But yeah, there's people like that in my league for sure. Um, but yeah, it's uh fantasy football is just a weird, weird game, different animal, man. It's, it's, it's a whole nother oh, level of, of, of fuckery that just gets you. So, um, Britain, I know we're running close on, on, on time, man. I want to make sure I'm, I'm, I'm cognizant and give you your rest of your night back, but Hey, this has been super fun, man. I'm really looking forward to uh, continuing to engage with you in the space. Um, I'm, for those of you guys who are wondering, Govier couldn't join us today. He had a little technical difficulties today, but, um, Real quick, before we get off, I want to mention uh, this Sunday, for those of you all who do play fantasy football, Britt, maybe we'll have you in the live chat. Uh, Govier and I are going to be doing a pre-kickoff show on Sunday, answering all of your start-sit questions. Um, TBD on time. I think it's going to be around the 10 or 11 time frame, Eastern time. But come in there, ask your questions, talk fantasy football with us. We want to help you win your league. More importantly, talking about just week two, we want to help you win week two. Um, so, again, if you got those crazy um, – uh, questions and, and some difficult decisions come join us on sunday we want to help please make sure that you're following me mkb fantasy on twitter akx Britton allen over here as well make sure you're following him and then uh, again follow us on the palazzo podcast youtube channel the discord you guys know the drill make sure you like and subscribe Britton. we cannot end this show man we have our boy mike v we have to end this show but before we end this show i'm going to say two it. things all right Michael Govier and Mike VA, I've met all kinds of people in my walks of life. These are two good guys. Give them support. Give them a shout out. Thank you, Mike V. Thank you, man. Excellent. And Britton, I'm going to give you a little bit of a trivia question here. Oh, who are we, who are we, who are we going to end the show with? Captain Jack Aubrey and the spy uh, Stephen Maturin. They were in a book series written in the 60s by Patrick O'Brien called the Aubrey Matterin series. You would know it as Master and Commander. Yes, sir. Thank you guys so much for joining. Appreciate it. For Britton Allen, I'm Mike Virginia. Palazzo Podcast, 2Ls, 2Zs. We will see you guys this Sunday later. Lucky Jack Aubrey. All right, lads. Now, I know there's not a faint heart among you. And I know you're as anxious as I am to get into close action. We must bring him right up beside us before we spring this trap. That will test our nerve. And discipline will count just as much as courage. The Acheron is a tough nut to crack. More than twice our guns, more than twice our numbers. And they will sell their lives dearly. They mean to take us as a prize. <laughs> and we are worth more to them undamaged. Their greed will be their downfall. England is under threat of invasion. And though we be on the far side of the world, this ship is our home. This ship 
is England. So it's every hand to his rope or gun, quicks the word and sharps the action. After all, surprise is on our side. <laughs>